Hello everyone, it's Oluwani Femi here again and welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast episode 201. Last week was so awesome and if you missed it, you need to go and check it out because we recorded live in the studio. There was cake, cake, not in the best form, but there was cake oh and my. there was wine and then we had someone from... Um, the audience join us in the studio and we had a lot of fun last week and uh, we didn't stop there so today we are here back in your faces to give you the news out of africa tech ecosystem and uh, with me in the studio today is bolo um see i was looking as if you forgot his name what's your name he most likely young did. man okay <laughs> give us something to work with here what do you want to work with? Your name. Yeah, which of them do you want to work with? Okay, or your government name. Ah. Government name. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to find my birth certificate. The audience are waiting. Okay, no. Oh, I will kick you. Audience is waiting. With me in the studio is. Chigo. Chigo's grandma. Chigo. Oh, please don't come to Chigo. You're not in love with me. All right. They play. <laughs> all right today it's mixed feelings yeah and we'll be discussing <laughs> a lot of things what let, is funny let's be saying the truth on this podcast too. <laughs> is it not okay the feeling is constant yeah okay but yeah uh, we'll I, be discussing a number of things um today in the studio and uh one of them is that is actually deserves a like a pretty mention is the fact that Okada Books is shutting down and um it's like it's sad to the creative to the creative economy especially those that have been in the scene um since the early 2010 20 since 2010s yeah that because Okada Books came into the scene in around 2013 to like help people to give a voice to their craft like people that never thought they would become published authors were able to do so on uh, on other books and um it actually gave birth to other platforms other publishing platforms that are online and um the reasons are like they call it insurmountable challenges, which we can pin on the economic situation. Yes. Right. And um, we're wishing them the best and um, hoping that someday it will come back up. And then there was this drama that rocked the global tech ecosystem between last week, Friday, and um, up till now, we are still reeling in it. And it came as a shock, right? Um, OpenAI CEO has been sagged. It looked like joke, like wait for where to where. Samotma sagged. What happened? There was there were a lot of no information as it were, even yeah. internally and um, outside. People that are within the the company, they are not sure why it was laid off. So there were a lot of postulations the around. Board, the board gave a reason for sacking him. They gave, they gave. Then we found reasons to believe that those reasons are not even, are not even right. Which so they said, they said, okay, it took some steps and um, 
he didn't properly co- communicate it and they were like uh, they don't think it's in the best position to lead the team anymore because of that then at some point we heard that the board said he decided to go and monetize prematurely like open ai's technology decided to monetize it prematurely and this is the reason why we might not believe that because um should, should i even start from the top so the the the, the this thing started on friday October, November 17th, and we just said that he was sacked. Then two days later, oh, immediately when he was sacked, the CTO, Mira, was told to come on. Two days after he was sacked, um, they got a, another CEO, um, interim CEO, the former CEO of Twitch, Emmet. Is it Emmet or Emnet? Emmet, yeah. Yes. While that one was happening, Satya, uh, uh, Microsoft CEO said, okay, Greg, oh, the president of OpenAI2 said, Oh, he's, he's leaving because um because they sacked Sam. So both of them has, had left by that time. Mm-hmm. And by that time, Microsoft said, okay, come in. Come and build our AI research team. Yeah. While that was going on, <laughs> there was a coup going on in within the system, within the company. And like almost 800 employees said, oh, if you did not bring back Sam, we are leaving. While that was also happening, some two major people on the board who are yeah. also co-founders that were in the board when the decision was made mm-hmm. also said, oh, we regret that this happened. So we are joining the list of people that we leave. We will not bring back some. Wow. Yes, Ilya and uh, one other guy like that. So all this drama is very difficult to keep up with, right? But <laughs> they were happening and by by yesterday, we were told that they've reached an agreement and Sam is coming back agreement as the CEO. Here we go. So now, how did I get there? You were saying like the the board said um, Sam prematurely decided to go and um, monetize the technology. But hear what this guy said. Emmet, when he was told when he was told I should come in as the CEO, in one of his in his tweets. Um, uh, where did where did I keep it? Where did I keep it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. But. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't have the quote here, but in his tweet, mm. he said that he, he wrote it as like P P P S, like I've I've done my assignment and um, there will definitely be a time when we monetize that Sam was not let go because of, ah, I wish I can figure out. So I think what you're saying is um, they were trying to make it very clear that he wasn't let go for either any, it wasn't any improper conduct. Okay. That led to his dismissal. Okay. But did he go ahead to monetize? Um, there's an article on The Atlantic that kind of details. So these problems, the, um, he wasn't like booted out. He didn't just wake up one morning and tell him to too. leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's something that, start, that started just about when they launched ChatGPT. Okay. So apparently not everybody on the team was on board with launching ChatGPT when it was launched. Mm-hmm. Some people wanted it to be delayed for a few more months. And then when ChatGPT was launched, it also put pressure on, on the their, yeah, on the <coughs> not just on the team, but okay. also on their, capa- on, on their technology Point. capabilities. So for example, you, um, you remember there was a time when um, you could want to use ChatGPT and it to be down. Yeah. Yes, yes. They were not ready for that. That was one of the reasons why it, it was going down. So they were not ready mm-hmm. for the demand. And they were also not ready for the kind of usage ethical that they, that they, reasons that they got. So it's not like, yes, the employees, um, a lot of them 
stood in solidarity with Sam. But it's not like the board was they just woke up and yeah. took out uh, took a decision without um thinking about it. I think they didn't think think it through, but um obviously they've been there have been factions in uh, in open, open air, air for the last one year. Mm-hmm. And both factions have been um according to the Atlantic um story Sam referred to them as tribes. So they had like opposing views on the direction that ChatGPT should, should go and open AI as a whole. So it's not, um, it, it's, it's probably um, surprising though that every, that's why the fact that they were on both, there were two factions in the in the company. Mm-hmm. Most of them banded together to support Sam. My own comment on this is that the board, they didn't get any advice which is why they folded in less than 24 hours. I don't think they got external advice because you're going to push someone out. This is, as I read one um, newsletter, and yeah, I said this is this is like the fourth shortest coup in in world history. Um, I think the, the shortest is probably, is it one South American country? I can't remember. I think it's Bolivia, where the guy was kicked out and within six hours he was back. That's like one of the shortest schools. But it took Steve Jobs like 12 years before he came back to uh, yeah. to Apple. But this one, I don't think... <laughs> one, they didn't think it through. Before um, taking the decision at all. Yeah, they also didn't have like backing of the people who would have made it difficult for Sam to return. Um, which also could be because not too many people who left were, dis- uh, were displaced with him. If they were. Because they have some really powerful people. Rudolfman was on the board until mm-hmm. he had to... Um, I think Sam had to pressure him to leave because he was running another AI company. There are a few powerful people on the who were connected to Open AI. If those guys were on board, was Satya one of them? No. So that's also the thing. That's I think that's also why it was easy for them to all bring of him these, back to bring him back because Microsoft was reportedly told only a few minutes before the rest of us knew. So yeah. if I'm your you yes, know, one of your so biggest of investors. People, especially the know. advisors probably didn't yeah. know until the step was taken. So and that was the, like if they had if they had planned it properly, he'd have been kicked out. He'd probably be in Microsoft now. So all the yeah. chat about him being so good, Steve Jobs was equally good uh, and he was he was bounced and he didn't come back to the company until several years later. So I just yeah. think maybe because they are they are they are scientists, maybe they they probably don't have but experience, they've not done this a lot. So it's very easy for you to make that kind of a mistake because someone who is more experienced would have found a way to kick him out and never bring him back again. <laughs> That's just the truth. Yeah, but um, I I um, considered an angle for it in my in my newsletter, The Workaholic, earlier in the week. And um, I could only imagine the situation that the head of people was put in during all this, you know, you have to be on the side of the of the um, management. Then you have to be on the side of the employees. So I could imagine what uh, those those days how ma- uh, how stressful it would be for for uh, the VP of people for Open you AI. Should actually be saying a prayer for their comms team because you got the right statement as you're as you're done writing the statement. Right, damage are, control and it yeah, and redact, all. As they are but, but, the, all this happened in less than a week, and it was such a drama, and uh, we had to keep up with it. Well, um, that said, um, our stories for today, and uh, we're going to start with a company, with a startup that has been in the news often for either fundraising and for layoffs, but recently is becoming unbecoming because um, this is like the third layoff in 15 months in less than two years 
and um, we are wondering why. Well, they gave us a reason, which do we believe it? Bolu, well, please help us. What's the startup and what, so what, what are they So I think to? the thing is, okay, so um, let me just give you the lowdown. So the name of the startup is Alezo. It's an e-commerce startup based, a Nigerian e-commerce startup, uh, but I think they are majorly based in Ibadan. Oh. Um, Nigeria. So they recently laid off around 100 employees, and the reason they gave was um, warehouse automation. Yes. So, like you asked, do we believe this or do we not believe this? I've not been to um, any of their warehouses. I think they said they have about um, about 42 of them or so, and. This was the same reason they gave back in, in uh, 2022. Yeah, there was yeah there was a layoff back in um, September 2022. Like 400. Said, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, the one for September 2022. Um, the figure was not clear. Disclosed. Yeah, but it was the one for March this year that was 400, right? Mm. And they said, oh, uh, they've invested. I mean, the spokesperson for the company said, um, we've invested in and built end-to-end warehouse management system that has improved process automation. I mean, it sounds very interesting, sounds, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) um, they will have to, uh, I don't know, maybe show us, like, let us see how, how is it that, um, you know, within this, this space of time. Yes, you've been able to automate in some, are you using robots? What, (laughs) what exactly, because it's, it's, it it sounds a bit vague, Mm -hmm. right? When you see, you know, um, the kind of words they use. For example, they say enhance, enhance warehouse performance. You know, just that's all. And it's not, it's not like a manufacturing plant. Yeah, no, no, it's not. Where, these warehouses where you have to move goods, stack them, store them, and all inventory, taking inventory exactly. and stuff like mm, that. Mm. So, and um, reports. Some reports says that they, they have like forty warehouses. Mm-hmm. So. I'm still trying to understand where the automation came from that you were able to reduce your um like a workforce of over of almost more than of, of over two thousand between twenty twenty one and now you've reduced it to between was it even between twenty was it twenty 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 two? Twenty twenty two and, and now, now you've been able to reduce that less than less than half and um which means that not lesser than that are even full time staff. So I think they, they need to, it's not as if we are coming at you and we are saying, we're not, we're not to tell you that you are lying. <laughs> we can always do an investigation and find out where these warehouses are and um, how automated are things there. Mm-hmm. So, but um, Alezo, if you want to do like a warehouse store, you can reach out to TechPoint Africa. If you want to prove this point, we can always come and I mean, check it would be very interesting. Yes, it would. It see, would. Yeah. If any representative of Alexo is listening to this, you can always call on us. We bring our production team. We capture what is going on there. It's what we would love to see. Yeah. So it might sound unbelievable, but seeing is believing as it's exactly. were. And this is this is a project. This this is a startup that was um founded on the basis of um not just doing e-commerce but helping women entrepreneurs um trying to get, trying to get into that e-commerce space so we'd love to see what alexo is doing yeah. with and their think, warehouses another uh, reason why why you might not want to why i think maybe the um the whole automation thing might be a camouflage is because i mean we've seen what other e-commerce startups are facing 
mm-hmm. or e-commerce companies are facing. And we yeah. know, already know that e-commerce in Africa is like, uh, it's pretty, it's still difficult. It's still at that very difficult stage. But mm-hmm. I mean, they are using the new, um, everybody's now doing B2B e-commerce because we've seen what Jumia Ice is seeing. Yes. So it will make sense to still do. But I mean, it probably just means that even whether B2B or B2C e-commerce in Africa will always be quite difficult. Challenging. Yeah. So um, we are wishing Alex do well and um, I'm also wishing their head of HR well. I, because I, I can the, imagine. I wish the people that were off well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish them well. And I wish because keeping employee morale at this particular moment, trying to tell people that, oh, your job is safe, without them thinking that am I mm. nest and um, looking at the stability and also the company's image uh, when they want to get new talent. Uh, I'm just wishing the HR department well yeah. because well, we are, we are doing like, I'm covering the modern workplace vertical. So I always look at it from that lens. And I don't know why production is looking at moving me on. like that. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, um, Shingo's dream will be, is it Bolu that will tell us what happened with Get Equity CEO? It was in the news the, earlier this week. Okay, um, I'll tell you some of what happened and maybe Shingo's dream will tell you the remaining. So um, Get Equity's um, COO, um, Ekundayo was um, detained by the police for two days in Lagos um, because funds were not paid so if you don't know what get equity does in simple terms right get equity is like that platform where um they say they are democratizing um investment something like that so you basically you have a startup Mm -hmm. list on get equity people see your startup there and then they can invest in you Mm -hmm. through get equity so um the story is that okay we raise money on get equity and get equity has not paid us the money we raised so the name of the company that raised on the platform is called pepper and you know from the reports they said they approached get equity to raise money and after months of back and forth okay where's the money this this that that they could not get the money and then they decide to use brute force Yes, decided to use brute force using the police, right? Which I think is also something very interesting. I mean, something we already know that people do in Nigeria. Yeah, this isn't necessarily legal, yes. but it's something people do. So they are, um, arrested. arrested the CEO, put him in, in, detention. in detention for two days. And, you know, Get Equity also made comments. He said it was just an intimidation tactic. Mm-hmm. Which I think worked because from the reports they said they've now paid everything. So get get equity was like the reason why we didn't pay was because of FX issues. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's the angle Tim Gazim now comes in to help us understand okay, how does get equity work and why is FX issues affecting payouts? <laughs> I mean, why do I have to be the one to do that? Yeah. I mean, I, I heard well, you talk about it, and it was week, pre- yeah. pretty clear to me why they may have issues. You know, okay. why the dollar going up and down might be an issue for them. All right. Being so, people. what does get equity do? It's basically a marketplace, like Bully explained. You have a company. I discovered you can also raise money for other businesses, or you have a business or a startup and you want to raise money 
So you put it out there. And then people come there, they make the investments. And they also, there's something called secondaries. So yes, I've already raised money and I want my investors to come in. Um, I could sell. So there could be some investors who also want to like sell the their stake in the company. So mm-hmm. they could sell that to other people. So um, someone else can buy that. So those are like the two, the two major ways or the two major ways they function. Um, so currency currency fluctuations. So you know how Nigeria's FX, um, like is it FX market has been now oh yes. the last one year. Even yeah, all of us are all of us are now trading dollar in this country. <laughs> but <laughs> for for get equity, the explanation they give is they have investors paying in different currencies, and then they settle the companies who are raising in USD. So between when the money comes in and when the money is paid out, the money can, the value can change. So um, how does this affect them? Uh, Pepper's fundraise was completed in July. And this was just when the currency fluctuation became really bad. I think the Naira was floated in June. And then they finished their fundraise in July. July. Since then, we've gone from like 700 Naira for a dollar for a dollar to about i think as of yesterday about 1115 uh, depending on who you're buying from so that that difference could be it could it could get you into a little trouble so someone gives you twenty thousand dollars today mm-hmm. at the exchange rate let's say to this morning it was 700 naira, and you tell me yeah. i'm going to get Okay, let me paint a different picture. So you're raising, they were raising 43K. Mm. You won't get the money immediately. Some people would put the, and what we don't know is how long it took. Mm-hmm. So maybe some people invested when um, it was, maybe they invested when the dollar was exchanging for maybe 400, 500. Mm-hmm. And then some people would probably pay in euros, pounds, all of that. But you're settling in dollars. In dollars. So that's, that difference, you don't have any guarantee that the Naira or that the other currencies are even going to be at the same um, level right. always. So it could always affect you. What? So what? What? One question I'm a, I'm now asking is, um, I'm I believe Get Equity is very aware of this that they can't control that. Yes, market so forces. Do they give any assurance to their startups or? They let them know that okay, this money is probably going to be coming from different, different currencies. currencies. Mm. We are we are settling you in only one, which means they should probably it give some allowance. So that, th- that was actually get. my thought. That um, I think what is missing here might be communication. Mm, yeah, so maybe they didn't. Um, That's to properly be because anybody that does business, these are basic things they are aware of. But if you don't communicate to them as somebody handling handling their money, they're bound to be to be miscommunications or using brute force as they were Mm -hmm. or trying to intimidate them. So I think what equity can do with this is just to be plain with communication. Yes, some things you can just feel like these things are obvious for crying out loud, but you don't know yeah. It might not be really obvious. Yeah. So I think get a good issue just communicate. I mean, even when it's startups. obvious, people may not really That's the thing. They may not really know. That's, Especially that's when there's thing. money involved. They may mm. they may not know about all of that. Um so I think one of the issues was they raised the money when they wanted to withdraw. Um 
get equity said we can't pay now mm-hmm. and propose the four week payment plan which, which they, they agreed yeah, to according they to the but which they couldn't meet up, meet up with. So um it's possible that it wasn't because I don't know how many startups were raising at that period. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that if if your other startups were having similar issues mm-hmm. which could have played a played a factor or played a role in their inability to repay when they said they would repay. Mm-hmm. So Yes, that communication can help. It's, it's important. Yeah, they important they really need so to work on it. You and don't um, make you just having unnecessary issues. Yeah. Yes, um, these are like basic business challenges. I don't think it's something that should raise alarm until we see a trend. Yeah, yeah. Until except a except there's a there's a trend. There's like a pattern. Then maybe it becomes yeah, more yeah. yeah. Okay. So yes, a startup with a funny name. Zazu. Is it? <laughs> Why are these guys in the studio with me today? <coughs> Sorry, I, d- I don't know where that came from. Yeah, it's, 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 Nigeria, from it's, an, it's a Nigerian artist that led us to where we are today. So, yeah. yes. Artist. <laughs> what is he? Artist. Yeah, he's an artist now. Artist doesn't okay. begin to describe the... the okay. He's a what philosopher. On some days, he's a philosopher. <laughs> on, some, on some days, he's a renegade. On some days, he's an ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> Why is... Um, oh, no, looking at me like that. <laughs> Uh, all right, okay. Of what? Zazu, a um, fintech. Yeah, she's saying. Yeah. Is it a fintech? Yeah, it's a fintech. Fintech startup yeah, um, fintech shut startup. down for a reason that we are getting tired of hearing. Yes. Yes. A- and everybody, what is that reason? Everybody keeps saying they are shutting raise down funds. because you can't raise But yeah. then what makes the, we are not able to raise funds raising um, even more, I don't know, I don't want to use ridiculous. Please give me a synonyms. What makes it even more... I, I like outrageous. No, confusing. No. I like the outrageous. outrageous. What, what makes it more outrageous on Noves? No. I know you people know English very well. <laughs> so what makes it more outrageous for Zazu is that they raised money just a year. Right? I mean, it's, it's a playbook we are familiar with. Yes. I mean, it's not as if like you just raised money and you are saying, oh, we are shutting down because we could not raise money. So, <laughs> I was okay. The news, yes, I don't know. Production before you give us one kind of eye. Zazu is a fintech, Nigerian fintech startup that has shut down. Um, after how much did they raise one year ago? Two million dollars. Was, was it two? Yeah, two after oh raising God. two million dollars less than a year ago. And the reason they gave was that they couldn't raise more funds. Now, I was renting last night. Really, really venting to another startup founder, and um, it's it's disturbing when a startup gives that excuse without like like you should hold yourself back from the giving. Just look for another excuse, because um, when when you're invested in when you're invested in, fine, VCs want you to spend money on things that should move the company forward, the startup forward, and probably bring more funds and probably attract more funding. But you shouldn't burn through your funding. Mm. You should, like, you should, you should get to a stage where you are making revenue. You should have a product that can give you revenue. That at the point whether you've exhausted the, the funding money, the VC money, you should be able to run while you wait for another funding to come in. Yeah. And I'm getting tired of seeing this reason why companies, why startups shut down. 
um, Jason Njoku said, I think he also, uh, I've been referring to this thing a lot. He said something in that his article and it's, he said something that seemed like um, a warning for founders. Like once you start, once your burn rate is becoming, he said, the thing is like addictive, mm. right? You just start burning and you get so used to it. And I guess that's why people are blaming not being able to fund to, raise to, funds. to why they are shutting that's down. I don't know if you said that's the reason. It's a case of okay. So I've I've heard a few people say one of the reasons we've heard these these excuses is that a lot of founders were not aware of how long. Okay, so they kind of overestimated or underestimated how long it would take them to raise cash. Hmm. So. Um, 2020, 2019, you could probably raise a $1 million seed round in under six months. Now it's taking as much as a year to oh even no. reach that, um, <laughs> the same figures. So if you entered 2020, 2023 with the mindset that, okay, three months, you would do this. And then you come and maybe you've heard of one founder like that that was able to do it. Mm. Um, you may also fall into the trap that okay, yes, I will, I will raise money in a short period. Objection. Please objectively. So if you raised money and say you had a burn rate, uh, okay, you were bo- you are burning it for valid reasons and then say you got to like the fourth month and then you evaluate you evaluate your books get your books and look at it what would be the next thing to show you when you're able when you project where you've got into and where you are going to and look at the market situation what should be the next step you know what, what i think the problem is right founders don't listen to their advisors what kind of advisors are you talking about so they okay say Say they invest. Say some of their investors made make it to their boards, and then they hire a finance executive, right? They hire somebody that will take care of HR. Those people they are occupying advisory roles, but do founders listen to them? Because if you have a finance expert, so you're assuming that, that you're assuming that the finance or whoever they hire. Okay, so here's the thing too. Um, I don't know what in this case here. Yeah, I don't know what the leadership team was composed of whether they had a finance guy who was like in charge of doing this mm-hmm. but even where companies have had finance guys we've also had issues like this happen so this isn't me excusing them mm-hmm. um the, the the excuse that you were unable to raise is it's it's quite old and i think people should start coming up with more creative reasons <laughs> when they are shutting down um, I mean, yes, you can be you can be using the same line always, but it's so the concerns are valid. That's basically what I'm saying. The concerns that people are using their excuses is valid, but let me play a little devil's advocate. Okay, but I'm not the devil. Um, oh. Not devil's everybody advocate. knows. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, as I was saying before, I was really interrupted. Um, not every founder is aware of how long it will take or they misproject how long it will take them to raise. So when you make that mistake, um, it's it's also funny or it's possible for you to keep on hoping, mm. being very optimistic that, mm. 
you're seeing that this thing you know work but last last i don't know how it could be but you go run around mm. and you're using that mindset it's very very possible and it's probably one of what has happened for a few startups they've probably been very very optimistic but uh, another thing too is um yes you've your bond rate has become high and you've looked at it you know that this isn't sustainable we are probably going to run out of gas the question now becomes what do we do mm. the easiest thing to do at that point is to either cut some expenses that you are making or fire some of your employees and if you are being honest um firing anybody is difficult of course and when lesapi shut down <clears throat> one of the things that um the ceo pointed out was he struggled to make that decision so it was better Very to shut down not that it was better to shut down but that he knew that at some point they had to let yeah. some people go cool. to extend their runway Mm-hmm. that he struggled with that decision for him it makes perfect sense he's 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 very young um 21 or so um these are people you, who you've probably built relationships with yeah who in fact you know the impact of them being fired on their finances so yeah. it's very normal that you would um think about it i'm also assuming that for other founders who have had to fire people it wasn't a difficult decision to come to So an easy decision sorry, right yeah, an easy decision for them to come to so it could also be you just postponing the evil day. A, yeah and you know i'm supposed to do this right if i fire maybe 10 people it might reduce um the burden the yeah. financial burden mm-hmm. but then you just continue hoping so yeah. there's, there's just a whole lot of reasons but um so for zazu i think not, we've not even touched on the main reason why they probably failed um they were playing in the remittance market and everybody talks about how difficult it is to send money to africa how expensive it is it's true but there are also a lot of players there yeah. um we have guys like tiba cash that have struggled in the last one two years we also have lemonade finance we have nala nala has been on sort of an expansion spree mm-hmm. in the last one year but we also have the bigger and more established players world remit um western union and the likes if you're going to get into that market you need to do a whole lot um probably going to have to spend serious money on customer acquisition or something that's interesting is um, a statement that the ceo made i think last year as a ceo yeah when he said their biggest challenge was explaining to customers what they were doing mm. if your biggest challenge is explaining to customers what you had, what you are doing um it's you're probably not going to make it that's the that's the long and short of it i don't know why that that was the case it could be any 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 number of reasons so it could also be because the, so you know it started out as like a chatbot that told people what the the daily fx rates were mm. so i that marketplace idea was it's kind of new if you want to change your money if you want to send money you just go to the guys you've been using they do the work for you so maybe that marketplace idea was difficult to sell to customers at the time they shut down we can't say if they succeeded in accurately communicating, communicating that value thing. to customers so maybe it played a role or maybe by the time they succeeded now all of this is just conjecture maybe they succeeded and finally be able they to communicate that and then that was when they ran out of money so um it's uh, it's 
it's a i mean it's a, it's a serious problem which i think could also be the reason why other other startups fail could also be the reason because switching okay. costs people don't always consider switching costs why would i leave the person i'm already using to come to you come on use you. so that could be the reason they, they so uh, i'd like to ask add that um whatever conversations we bring up on this um podcast and it's not in any way to um say or to throw jobs as, as startups that fail we know that running startups are is, is a very difficult task like it you probably think you are crazy at some point as a startup founder, and um, we totally understand that. Um, let's just round up our conversation today by throwing one or two jobs at some of the players in the in the crypto space. Well, Binance CEO has um, admitted and pleaded guilty to anti-money laundry charges. Yeah. Uh, money laundry charges. To, mod- to, to money laundering. <laughs> You I don't like talking about these people. <laughs> Anyways, CZ, or that's what they call CZ. it. CZ. Yes. CZ. CZ. The name said, oh. Ciao. 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 I'm not even going to attempt it. <laughs> so, yeah, they, 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 pleaded, they pleaded to money laundering yeah. um, charges. And um, how, how long did they? a fine of $4.3 billion, and he will be spending about 18 months in federal prison. And now there's a new CEO. Basically, everything is going on smoothly, except that there was a huge withdrawal from the platform, which I don't think will be an issue in the long run because uh, people's. I think the guy knew something like this could happen, and I don't know. It seems like a very smart guy, and seems like he prepared for a lot of outcomes that could have happened. So, yeah. All of, all of them will just be moving like first Yeah. Anyways, anyways, Patricia also, <laughs> Patricia, you know, that's always in the news, has also failed to fulfill its promise that it will start paying back people's money this week. Yep. Um, some of the investors are saying they've not yet gotten. No, customers. Customers. All rather. of the customers um, that, you know, we heard from said they've not been paid, except one, which did a was part of a beta testing they were doing so that one's case is like kind of different from everyone else's but everyone we spoke to said i never see shishi mm, i hope everyone gets closure at the end um Amen. thank you for staying with us so long um if you've not yet subscribed to our newsletter newsletters we have tech point digest we have the workaholic we have equity merchants and we have um fintech today yep we look. We, we, we are working on rebrands for all these newsletters, and you should definitely look out for them. We'll drop links in the description where you can actually subscribe to this pod, to these newsletters. Um, if you are, we, we want to sincerely appreciate our audience, especially those people that joined us live last week. You actually gave us like that right amount of support we needed to do what we did last week, and we enjoyed it. And we hope you also did enjoy it and if you want to if if you are one of our audio lovers and um or you want to introduce tech with africa podcast to other people that loves to listen to audio podcast uh where can they find us bulu yes you can find us on google podcast apple podcast spotify higher radio or anywhere else you get your podcast because you need to find it in that you do like at the end or anything yes like oh. find it in 
I'll put it presence on this podcast. Go away, go away. Um, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to like. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click on the notification bell so you get notified every time we release a new episode of Tech Point Africa podcast. If you're watching us on any other um social media platform, um, don't forget to like and also share so that the rich can also get to other people. This encourages us and helps us to do better. Thank you for joining us once again today. I am Oluwani Femi and peace out. Zazu.